Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. Middle of the week. We continue on this going up the mountain of Galatians chapter 4, and then I guess it's going to be downhill after today. A wild and happy ride. <laughs> I tell you what, though, we are hurtling towards, Lord willing, this Sunday, April 17th. Yes. And we are very excited about that Sunday. We are encouraged at Livingston, all the folks, all the brethren, to come on out and bring somebody with them. We've got a special service that day with the lesson, The Beginning of Our Faith. And I'm sitting here at the microphone with the speaker of the hour that day, Mr. Edwin Crozier. <laughs> What, what, I'm excited what do you, about, what do you I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you haven't heard us talk about this, just briefly, it's the the beginning of our faith or the foundation of our faith. Lots mm-hmm. of people are today talking about pulling their faith apart, just knocking it down, pulling it apart piece by piece. It's, the word it's is on deconversion or deconstruction. YouTube, it's all over there, and. Rather than being upset about that, just kind of embracing that, that, you know what, we need to, we need to examine our faith, we need to pull out the pieces and look at them and ask, is this real, is this really what's supposed to be here? But the problem that I've seen is that there are so many people deconstructing, they never actually start rebuilding. Yeah. It's, it's as if they, it's, it's as if a person said, you know what, I don't like the house I'm living in, I, I want a new house, and so they pull the house apart brick by brick, um, you know, piece of wood oh, yeah. by piece of wood, uh, and and then they just kind of... They're just standing live in the homeless. Bubble. They just live <laughs> Stand homeless. Stand on a pile of bricks. Rather than reconstructing. Okay, now that you've pulled those pieces apart, you know, how, how are we going to put it back together yeah. again to have some some true faith? And so I want to talk about reconstruction. Yeah. And we're going to basically talk about the foundation. What's the beginning? What's the foundation of our faith? And it will be tied together with Jesus on the cross and the resurrection. And resurrection, of course. And some, some reasons why we can believe that and why yeah. a person needs to believe that. And if you do believe that, what that means for your life. Yeah. So we want you to come out, bring come out, bring a friend. Uh, the address and times, all that stuff is on our website, christiansmeethere.org. But... Lord willing, this Sunday, April 17th. And if you're not listening to this on the week that we're dropping it, if you're yeah. catching up sometime later, but you live in Tampa, I want you to know, whatever Sunday is next, we're going to be meeting then also. <laughs> there you go. So so make sure to join us if you're in the area. We'd love to meet you. So Galatians chapter 4. Yeah, we're uh, discussing on. that. We're kind of in the middle of the chapter today. Yep. And uh, what's, what's the reading today? Let's read verses 12 through 16. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? Okay, so the apostle changes tactic here a little bit. Yes. In um, his striving with them for the gospel and, and really bringing them back to a pure gospel, not some... Uh, adulterated, uh, syncretic gospel mm-hmm. of of um, of Jesus Christ, his message, as well as Judaism. 
The tactic shifts here, and it's tough for us, I think, today, because today we are a very logic. Well, let me be careful. I want to say but we're. Are a very, we though? I want to say we're a very logic-driven <laughs> the, the culture. Logos. Yeah, the logos. we're probably not as logic-driven as we think we are. However, unless it is a logical argument, we tend to yeah. say it's not a good argument. But in this ancient time, with the rhetoric and the persuasive speech, and they use the word rhetoric in a much more positive way than we often do today. The uh, with the persuasive speech, there were really three kinds of persuasion, and they were all valid. Mm-hmm. And the three terms that they used, not that I expect you to remember all three of them, but they had the ethos, the pathos, and the logos. Mm-hmm. The logos is the logic, the logic. like what we use yeah. today, and we, we have a fixation on that one. We do. And, and I listen, I get it. When I look at it, I feel like those are probably the best arguments. But the ethos and the pathos, the ethos was the ethics, mm-hmm. and that was a lot about credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need to show my credibility. And Paul does that well, in you, this letter. You, you mean when people get really interested in, is it authentic? Is it real? <laughs> well, are is you the, credible? Is that the, is that the path? Well, that, that seems to be... No, no, that's the ethos for Excuse us Excuse me, ethos. In our ethos. modern culture, yeah, in our modern culture, the ethos is that reality, authenticity, vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's all about, look, I am a credible person. I can talk about this. Mm-hmm. And it's we, we actually do think that's valid because it's one of the reasons folks say, well, I'm not going to be a part of you. There's a whole bunch of hypocrites there. Okay. You, you don't have the ethos. Okay. Well, which is why we need to remove hypocrisy. Yeah. Because there, there's something valid to be said about being credible. So Paul, he actually dealt with that in this letter as he was talking about his travels. Yeah. As he was talking, all of that was actually an ethics uh, credibility kind of background. Mm-hmm. I taught this. I took these trips. Here's the reason I can say this, because I had a revelation of Jesus Christ yeah. on the road to Damascus. Yeah. This is the credibility. You guys can listen to me. I'm credible. So that's the ethos. So, so we're normally the logos, the logic. That's the ethos, the credibility. What were you I was going to say, and there's, there's even a little bit more of that in this paragraph I see, you know, okay. his, his suffering, his infirmity. Oh. And, you know, all this has to go with his travels. He's talking about when I came to you, I was in this bad mess. Yes. Yeah. However, I do think in this one, he's moving more. You talked about a shift of tactics. Yeah. I do think he's moving more to the pathos, pathos. which is about the passion and the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, in this culture, there was the honor and the shame mm-hmm. that, that went along with a lot of this. And that's what he's bringing up here. He's bringing up the honor and the shame. He said, you know, guys, when I came there the first time, yeah. You fell in love with what I was teaching. You fell in I mean, he, he wouldn't use the word fell in love, but that's the way we would talk about it today. You, you, you loved this, and you loved me. You loved me so much for what I was teaching you that even though when I got there, I was having an infirmity, and it seems that maybe at this time, it was mm-hmm. some kind of infirmity in connection with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Something was going on. He says, you, you, you guys loved me so much, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to given me them to because me. of what I was teaching you. Yeah. And, and now you're going to go to something else. Mm-hmm. And now these guys have come in and told you that I've changed, but I'm telling you, I haven't changed. You're going to stick with them now more than me. You, you were willing to give up your eyes for me based on what I was teaching before. Why would you go to something else when I am now telling yeah. you, no, I still teach that same thing. So we've got all of these elements at play in this letter. We've got the logos, we've got the pathos and today ethos. Yep, yep. Well, I got it today is the pathos. Yeah, those you know, are the three. You know where we messed up? You told me I don't expect you to remember these three things. <laughs> and I was like, check. I won't. 
<laughs> well, I just I think it's cool, even if we don't remember all of those, just to know that there was at one time I knew them all. <laughs> okay, but I all keep, right, I getting tongue tied. That's today. okay. I just think it's good, even if we can't always remember what these titles are. I think it's good for us to at least hear and know that that there was a system, there was a way this was argued, there was a there was a a path that they followed to spread this message. I well, and in all seriousness, I I think we still make our cases the same way today we do and uh and you know maybe one area given a personality given a background is a little more persuasive than another yeah but all these three things are still in we play still today. do we yeah. still do and so here is that pathos part that that emotion i'm drawing on the honor and the shame i'm drawing on the relationship we had and why are you letting that change but really what i want us to see right now is this one statement that's in the middle of this have i become your enemy by telling you the truth mm. That mm. th- this is a sentence that I think we can uh, pull out and even out of the context and just realize this is this is a principle. This statement mm. demonstrates to us a principle across the board, no matter what we're talking about. Enemies lie. Mm-hmm. Friends tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Friends mm-hmm. tell the truth. Uh, enemies will tell convenient lies. Yeah. Friends will tell inconvenient truths. Mm. Uh, enemies will lie because it benefits them. Yeah. Friends will tell the truth whether or not it benefits them. Yeah. And that's what Paul is saying. He's like, you guys loved me when I came and taught this the first time. I'm continuing to teach it. Am I now an enemy because I'm continuing to teach the thing that you loved me for when I was traveling there? He says, I haven't become your enemy because I've told you the truth. It's interesting he'd say this now just because at the beginning of the letter, at the outside of the letter, he is the one that demonstrates to us how high the stakes are with the gospel. When he talks about that no one can change it, and if anyone preach any other gospel to you than what I've preached to you, let him be accursed. If you know we are an angel of heaven should come and preach something else, let him be accursed. Um, when there is that kind of weight and import on this message, uh, a, a true friend, a true apostle is going to only speak the truth. But for him to be rejected, for his message to be rejected, uh, is is a terrible loss and, and a, a tragedy of eternal consequences. And we do not become enemies by telling the truth. Mm. Even if Paul Paul understands this, even if the Galatians reject him mm-hmm. and reject this gospel, he has not been an enemy to them. No. He has, he has been a friend because he has told the truth. I, here's what I'd like you and me to think about. Uh, l- let me ask you this. Maybe this is your experience. Let's see if our experience has been the same here. Over the years, I have had multiple Christians that would come to me, and either they would be upset about something that was preached, mm-hmm. or they would have a friend that was coming, and they're like, now look, I want to make sure that you don't talk about this subject. I don't, you know, we need to wait around. We need to wait around. We got to make sure they know they love that we love them before they hear this subject. You know, that's that's the Sunday night subject right there when it's just <laughs> us. Let's not do this on Sunday morning. And there's, and, and look, there, there's a, we tell the truth in love, but there almost seems to be among some brethren the idea that the way you set people free is by hiding truth. Hiding truth till I've decided it's the opportune time. Hiding truth until I've decided, you know what, I think you're going to accept this, so now I'm going to drop it on you. Rather than, look, truth is truth, and if it's appropriate to say it now, I'm going to say it now. If this is what's come up in our conversation now, if this is what you're struggling with, we're going to talk about it because truth yeah. is truth, and I'm not an enemy when I tell you this truth. 
Well, I think that's exactly right, and I've had uh, experiences similar to that for sure. I, I, I think uh, you know when I read this passage, I'm mindful of difficult conversations that I've had to have with people, you know, because they would ask me spiritual questions. I'm thinking about even though in times before I was, you know, preacher, you know, just air as quotes, a, yeah, air quotes, just just because he's not really a preacher. Just no, before I was, oh, okay, really a preacher, <laughs> you know, like last week. Uh, no, I. <laughs> But being in college, right, and I'm in my studies, and I'm just meeting people of all different kind of backgrounds. We talk about spiritual things, and they would ask me, quite, you know, tough questions, particularly about homosexuality, and do I think that's wrong, and do I think people might go to hell for that? And I would take an approach and say, well, let me show you some scriptures about that. Let me show you what the Bible says, and I and I believe that. I believe that. And those were difficult conversations because I already knew what those scriptures said about those issues. But you know what? One friend, this this fellow was really struggling with that. Another friend, she had several friends involved with those things. And they, they you know, basically tell me in so many words, well, I don't, I don't care what that book says. And why do you care what that book says? Yeah. Um, and it did strain the relationship. And, and you know, the one friend, we were, we were never friends, you know, after that really in the mm-hmm. same way. That's tough. And it is tough, and it's a painful thing. I felt like, and I still do, uh, because of this verse, among others, the right thing to do was to show them what the Bible said and risk that relationship. Yes, but it doesn't always end like a you know a, a thirty minute uh, comedy where somebody is like, oh, you know, that was the right answer, and let's all be friends again. Yeah, sometimes people will really hold your convictions against you, and you've had nothing but love and best intentions towards them. Mm-hmm. You just want them to know. You just want them to show them the word. But that doesn't mean that that they will agree or accept it or want to be your friend after that. Yeah. When I place friendship above salvation, that's actually called codependency. Hmm. When, when what I am more concerned is that you will continue to be my friend than I am that you will be with God forever, mm-hmm. I have now become codependent on the relationship or even just straight up dependency, mm-hmm. that I am more dependent upon you than I am upon God. Again, tell the truth in love. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying that what I need to do is every time I disagree with someone that I got to wag my finger in their face and beat them over the head with the Bible. But I'm just saying... Look, on the road uh, through Sychar, when Jesus met the woman at the well, yeah. he told her two inconvenient truths. Yeah, he, he, said, he said, you Samaritans don't know what you're doing when it comes to worshiping yeah. at that mountain. Yeah. And he said, look, you're right. You, you've had you don't five have husbands, husband. and the guy you're living with now is not your not husband. Your husband. <laughs> and, and it was so the, hard conversations, Yeah, but he wasn't her enemy. He was her friend. He was a friend. And even if it doesn't work out as well as it did with her, we're still being friends when we tell the truth. That's exactly right. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, so glad you've been able to listen in today. We'd love to hear from you what you think about this. Is it the truth? I mean, look, if we're way off on this, let us know. You can send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or go over to the Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you over there. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a word of prayer? Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for the time in your word. Uh, we confess as Jesus prayed that thy word is truth. Amen. And we know it sanctifies. It, it sets us apart. Father, we pray that our hearts and our loyalty would, would always be straight to love you most, to love our friends enough to share the truth and appreciate that that's what love is, to speak truth. Father, Father, help us to remember that, that souls in eternity are worth the risk worth the risk of a relationship 
They were worth the life of Christ, and that is a precious thing. And so help us to be brave, to speak the truth, and know that that's what real friends do. We thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.